0: Welcome back to the AGD podcast series. Hi, I'm your host, Dr. Wes Blakesley. Dental laboratory technology is changing at light speed these days. I'm sure you've noticed, too, that everything is evolving to digital platforms. But this begs two questions. Who can lead us on this journey? And where can we receive training in digital dentistry? I'm pleased to tell you that in the next 30 minutes, you'll have answers to both of these questions because we're fortunate today to have as our guest one of the top dental lab technicians in the world, a pioneer in digital dentistry and advanced functional aesthetic dentistry, Mr. Lee Culp, CEO of Sculpture Studios and Sculpture Academy, located just outside of Raleigh, North Carolina. Lee, good morning, and thanks for being on the podcast with us today.
1: Hey, Wes. Thank you. Honored to be here. Looking forward to our podcast today.
0: It was so much fun to actually have a chance to meet you personally uh, this past April and uh, be invited for a tour of your studio, which as I described to my wife, was like opening a door and walking to the future. It was mesmerizing. Uh, And uh, to borrow a phrase from the 60s was really cool. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, I thought it might be fun uh, to start our relationship with a discussion about digital dentures. There's still a lot of folks out there who need uh, full denture uh, prosthetics. And uh, it really leads me to my first question, Lee. Uh, How did a world-class ceramist get started doing digital dentures?
1: Uh, Wes, that's actually a great question. I get that one a lot. Um, So I was chosen because I've got a long history with Ivoclar The main reason I was chosen is I know nothing, or at the time, knew nothing about dentures. So with my digital background, it was kind of easy to move in, but I have had an extensive denture education over the last couple of years, learning from some of the top denture people uh, in the world to to take the analog techniques into a digital format. So I was really chosen because I knew nothing about dentures, but it's been an amazing journey. Uh, Digital dentures offer so many options for healthcare for our patients from the highest level of precision to an economical alternative for, for the needy patients. But, um, The digital denture is one of the most exciting things going on in digital dentistry today.
0: I'm just curious, Uh, how long have you been doing digital dentures?
1: So digital dentures, the project started about two and a half years ago. Uh, We've now completed several research studies internal. We've got one pretty large patient-based study going on with UIC now. So about two and a half years. And we've been looking at milling. We've been looking at printing. We've been testing the materials. We've been looking at them clinically. We've been looking at occlusion, precision fit. And one of the things we can definitely tell people, because one of the biggest questions we get, is a digital denture better? We can objectively, measurably say, Yes, it is, especially on fit. So it's kind of funny, digital digital software has been around for several years with Avident and other companies, but I actually did one of the first digital dentures over 10 years ago when there was not even any digital denture software. I just did workarounds with the crown and bridge software and was able to create a denture. So if we look at my total history, over ten years, but really two and a half with all the newer versions,
0: we can you uh just talk about a little bit uh about your research that you're doing on on the materials for digital dentures? I find that fascinating, and actually, I'd like to know more about that too
1: so there's there's two main ways right now to do dentures: we can mill them, which is milling the base and then milling, actually, the teeth, and then bonding those two parts together. Uh, it's a definitively stronger restoration because it's it's a two-part monolithic system. So we're seeing excellent aesthetics, excellent strength, actually stronger than a regular denture and the new uh, industrially processed materials. But... And, and we've got we're solid there. We've, we've got great materials. We've got great techniques. We, we have incredible fits. So we do internal research also. So when we did surface analysis software, looking at the original scans and the original models to the fit of the denture, we get almost a ninety nine percent accuracy with a milled denture to the original scan. But the other thing we're looking at that's becoming, starting to become quite popular is printing dentures. So it shows a lot of promise. Uh, right now, the materials, in my humble opinion, need a little more work in that the coloration, the translucency of the base materials could use some improvement, which is happening. So that was what we have now on the market is kind of a first, a first generation, but both the teeth and the materials need a little more work aesthetically and a little more work in strength. We're starting to get higher precision of fits with the printers and working with the printing companies showing the deficiencies we see, but both offer different levels of output. I still think in the future, once it's all worked out with materials and printing and precision, that printing the denture Uh, will definitely be kind of the way to go in the future because of the speed and accuracy in which we can construct a denture. And again, printing the teeth, printing the base, and then bonding the two together. Our main research with printing has been strength, aesthetics, shade match, uh, and impact strength, just to see how long they're going to work plus accuracy. So We're getting more accurate every day, and then I said, like I said, the aesthetics need some work, and the strength of the materials need a little more work also. We're starting to do wear tests on teeth, both out of the mouth and in the mouth, so a lot of research being done, not just by me, but by many others around the world, as the digital denture is kind of the new kid on the block and the thing everybody wants to test now.
0: All right, uh, does the dentist need to do anything different uh in a clinical uh, sense for digital denture? Maybe you can walk me through a case from a patient walking in the door to what we what we would start doing, and maybe a paradigm shift in our in our own minds about how we lay sure. this case out
1: so the the nice thing about digital dentures is they really don't require any changes. Into what a dentist does normally, so there's so many avenues to enter the digital denture space with with anything from bite rims to a Gothic arts tracing, and or anything in between. So all the laboratory needs are impressions and a bite. So we, we certainly need to know where the, size the ledges go and a occlusal plane. Uh, but the the nice thing and and the biggest the biggest thing about digital dentistry that really doesn't get talked about, everybody always likes to talk about making something. And I've always said, because I've been in digital dentistry as long as any other lab on this planet, starting with CERIC and helping to develop the CERIC lab system many, many years ago, but it's communication, Wes. The ability for me... So I'm doing a denture for you, the ability for me to allow you onto my computer, and before anything is ever processed, for you to look at it, evaluate it. We're now moving into things that really people have never even really thought of, but it's becoming reality now with the virtual patient. So I can register your impressions to a full face 3d scan and we can try it in the mouth we can look at it we can change cants. we can change tooth arrangements you know we can do anything to get it exactly right before we ever process anything so that's the amazing thing we could show patients different tooth setups while they're in their mouth in a 3D version. It's a static version, but it's still 3D and it still moves. But we're able to do all those things now. So we can do just a denture or an economy denture, or we can take it to a high-level aesthetic, multi-dimensional, multi-file denture where you and the patient are actually giving input before I make anything.
0: That's fascinating <laughs> that is absolutely fascinating uh, we've talked about milling and printing and uh, you know I think most of us know that milling is more subtractive and printing is more additive uh, do you have a pre at, at this point in time Lee in 2019 do you have any preference uh, between the two or do you do both or are there indications for milling a denture versus printing
1: yes good question so right now uh, today my choice is milling uh, basically because of the aesthetics of the material and the strength of the material. So it's PMMA, but it's industrially processed PMMA for both the teeth and the base. But they fit better. And again, printing is catching up real quick. But if, if you ask me today, I'm going to say printing. The fits are incredible. The aesthetics are beautiful uh, because we've matched our current denture-based materials and teeth materials and then we have layered tooth materials, so that they're actually beautiful. So our workflow right now is we do try-ins. So if we do a try-in, we design a denture, everybody approves of it. We're going to print that out with a red base, a tissue-colored base and tooth-colored material, bond those two together for the try-in. If everything's perfect, which is great, then we proceed to redo that denture with any minor changes and then mill it out. Um, And then finish it for the final. So basically today, at this point, we use printing for try-ins, for the initial try-in, and then we use printing, or excuse me, milling for the final because of strength and aesthetics and precision of fit. So we use both, just in different areas.
0: Interesting. Great answer. Uh, You mentioned materials just in passing. Maybe you can expand that uh, answer a little bit. Do you have a preference in materials, any materials that that work well in your lab that you're happy with?
1: If we're dentures, so again, I've been with Ivoclar for a long time. Uh, So the materials we're using right now are created by Ivoclar, and they're basically just disks of milling material made out of their current materials. So it, it's it's industrially processed, uh, which means it's stronger. The milling process gives us a definitively more accurate fitting denture. So here's here's the fun part. So me not being a denture technician, a lot of things in dentures don't make sense to me. So I'm not saying they're right or wrong. I'm just saying they didn't make logical sense to me. So I'm not not saying something's wrong. But lingualized occlusion, where we put teeth, uh, you know, function of dentures, a lot of that stuff is a crown and bridge technician. And again, because of my education, because I didn't know, it just didn't make sense to me. So I'm talking to some of the researchers and developers and engineers in dentures, plus denture people from both Ivoclar and 3Shape, And I'm questioning everything because I'm learning. And when I learn, I question everything. So I'm questioning and questioning and questioning. And I'm going, so why do we do this? Why do we do this? Why do we do this? And the answers always come back to, we have to stabilize the denture in the mouth. We have to do all of these things to keep it stable. And I said, so we've created all these techniques for the last 50 years because dentures never fit in the first place. So now, we get to rethink some of the things that we've done for a long, long time because the accuracy of fit of a milled denture is almost perfect. So what we're not seeing is sore spots. We're not having patients come back complaining about high spots, loose spots. A milled denture goes in and you almost can't get it back out of the mouth. Even with some lower dentures, the fits are absolutely amazing, which gives us a more stable place to start from. And when we mill or print the initial impression trays that are also incredibly stable, we start from the beginning with a very stable base to create the denture, which ensures predictability, final fit of the denture, and then occlusal stability also.
0: Again, fascinating. Uh, Lee, software. uh, Is there a software program that you like or that you uh, advocate uh, that you use currently?
1: Yes, also. So, again, there's a lot of good softwares on the market, but I I do use one. So we use 3Shape. Um, very close to 3Shape, great company, um, and have been with them all almost since the beginning. Uh, I'm on their advisory board, so, uh, and they listen a lot. 3Shape's a great company in listening to customers. Uh, so we use 3Shape to do everything uh, from dentures to crown and bridge to surgery, virtual surgery. Uh, but our laboratory is based on a 3Shape platform. We had, also, um, again,
0: uh, also I'm sorry. Yes, sir. No, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off.
1: Oh, no, it's, that's just that's the basis of our teaching. We we teach a lot of three shape courses also based on three shape software.
0: Excellent. Uh, we, I mean, being a, a crown bridge technician, how long did it take you to learn the process of doing uh, digital dentures?
1: So that's a two-part qu- <laughs> that's a two-part question. So to learn how to do a digital denture took about 2 hours. Now, let me preface that. To learn how to do dentures properly and learn everything I needed to know to really understand dentures, what we're doing, anatomical landmarks, occlusion and everything else, took a little bit longer. I mean, you know, that was that was six months of pretty intense learning from some of the best denture people in the world that uh, came to the lab and we had a lot of conferences with. But actually to do a digital denture, because doing a digital denture is not really any different from doing a full arch implant case, which is what our lab specializes in. So... The process of doing a full arch on implants and doing a denture is almost the same thing. We just don't have implants that we have to respect when we're doing a denture. So actually, I learned how to do it pretty quick.
0: All right, that's very positive. That's a very positive statement. Uh, where do you, you know, where do you see the future of digital dentures going?
1: some interesting areas so we will get better faster and better materials I still think we will evolve into a final digital format of printing kind of where I see what's happening now is at least for us in final dentures so we're milling and milling the base and milling the teeth I think we'll evolve into printing the base and milling the teeth because the the milled teeth are just more aesthetic and more wear compatible. As materials evolve aesthetically and in strength, I think we'll be printing the bases and printing the teeth and then bonding those together. There is research, practical research being done in development on a monolithic printed denture where in one print you're printing the base and the teeth and different layers on the teeth. Right now we mill or print the base separate from the teeth but there are technologies out there that will allow us to print the tissue and the teeth and layers on the teeth in one print mode. So I think we'll, we'll, that's, being worked on, I think we'll see that finally come. Um, I think potentially this may not make everybody happy, but I think it's I think it's a fact, and I think it's something that needs to be talked about. So we've already seen direct to consumer orthodontics. I think we will see direct to consumer dentures one day also.
0: That is almost unimaginable.
1: And again, that's, that's just that's me as a person who watches markets, watches research, watches different companies. But if if we can do direct to consumer orthodontics, which is already out there, I do think we could potentially see direct to consumer ventures.
0: Well, wow, that would be amazing. That would be amazing and uh, and a great service to people, especially of lower incomes. We uh, last uh, thing I'd like to talk about is uh, Sculpture Academy, and uh, yes. you know one of the, the great benefits of me visiting you and and visiting people that I uh, I interview and bring on the podcast is really not only getting to know them but getting to know their facilities and their capabilities. And uh, I, I was just really blown away by you know the teaching arm of your business. And I like you just to talk. a few minutes about that so our members know what you do uh, and what you offer in terms of education.
1: Great. No, one of my favorite subjects. So I've been been teaching for a long, long time and was very excited to build this new facility. So as you've said, uh, and I thank you very much, it is like walking into the future. Uh, We have two rooms of robots that make things for us all day. So, Wes, everything done in our laboratory is digital, everything. Everything comes out of a machine. We do work on things by hand to finish things out and to put things together and to finish things up, but everything is designed on computer, everything is created by a machine, and then human hands touch it at the end to add the human touch, the aesthetics, the final checks. So, we're very excited to be able to offer that to students, whether they're exploring getting into digital dentistry uh, or whether they're already there. One of, again, one of the most exciting things is um, our partnership with the Dawson Academy. So, they contacted me to start helping them take their curriculum into a digital format. So, working with Dawson faculty, we've figured out how to do pretty much everything in their curriculum, especially in diagnosis and treatment planning. We can, and this this is what's cool for digital and teaching others. So we had to do everything on models. We had to use wax. We had to cut out dyes. If we wanted to do ortho, we would literally section the teeth out with a saw and then reposition them on a model, model with wax we can equilibrate, we can try out different bites, but we can do all that on a computer before ever touching a patient. So, like we said earlier on on layering files with the computer, we can also do that in everyday denture, everyday dentistry with with very complex cases because we've got CT scans, we've got intraoral scans, we have facial scans. So, I literally have the patient on the screen. I've got the patient's head on the screen. So one of, with, with digital dentistry, we can, in a complex case, I can do and show others how to do orthodontic changes, implant changes, period changes, additive changes. Uh, we can do all that on the computer combined all of those techniques and specialties to get the patient exactly where they need to be and then let each of the specialists look at it or change it. So the the ability to be able to teach each others how to create a virtual patient and then do whatever modality of dentistry is necessary to get the patient to where they need to be is very exciting for us and we're, we're, we're very excited to be able to share what we've learned and what we've developed here at Sculpture Academy to be able to share it to others. Now, after we go through that part, we can even go you know, back to the beginning, because one of the first things a dentist wants to do is, is records. So today, records means impressions, you know, kind of your first thought of a record of a patient, as well as uh, x-ray scans, CT scans. But that's where we do a lot of teaching with dentists, is just scanning, and to show them what they can do with scanning. So you've got two avenues that you can go. Once a dentist gets into scanning, so he's got a decision to make, which is, do I want to make things, design things, do things in the office, which is phenomenal because it's a lot easier than most dentists think it is, or do I want to work with a laboratory partner and have him do all the heavy lifting for me? Both workflows are amazingly accurate and very efficient, but we just help dentists make the decision of what they would like to do because we've got experience in both areas and we're happy to teach A dentist whatever he'd like to do to be able to get the most out of digital dentistry to expand what he's doing in digital dentistry or just to enter digital dentistry so that encompasses restorative temporary splints digital dentures implants implant surgery implant restoration everything we do here is digital
0: So when do you think uh, you're going to bring this online? Because I know the members would be extremely anxious to come down and and study with you and learn from you.
1: So finishing up the website. So we're fixing to publish our fall, winter, and then finishing up 2019 schedule right now. Uh, We've been doing a lot of courses just kind of under the radar to make sure we're totally set up here. We just did did an amazing course with the Dawson Academy on uh, treatment planning and diagnosis uh, using digital, Uh, but one of the things we really wanted to make sure of is that everything works when we've got 14 people sitting at 14 computers, and our server, which literally could send an astronaut to the moon today, uh, to make sure everything's working. So everything's working, you know, we've had some great courses, so now we're fully, ready to fully open up the schedule for fall, winter, and into 2020.
0: And these are hands-on courses, Lee, correct?
1: Yes. Everything we do is hands-on, so it's instructor demonstration, hands-on. Normally, there's at least some part of an analog workflow where we've printed or milled something. So with an implant course, we have simple implant courses that show you how to create, figure out, do the implant placement digitally, create the guide. So we we go through not just the digital part of importing all the scans needed, the software to place the implant the software to create the guide but we also print guides and show the processing post-processing how to actually create the guide so a dentist can really decide for himself what he would like to do Would he just like to do the front half or does he want to do the whole thing make his own guides or does he just want to scan and send to a laboratory <clears throat> I think courses answer a lot of those questions for dentists and technicians really where they want to be with digital, uh just scanning, scanning and design, or scanning design and manufacturer, because pretty much everything in digital you've got three options that you have control over
0: sounds fascinating. I could I could go another half an hour, but we're gonna run out of recording time pretty soon. So <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: I appreciate it. Yeah. I I, I could both, go on and on too.
0: I'm in both hands and both feet. But uh but I would like to thank you on behalf of the Academy of General Dentistry for devoting some time uh and spending that time with us today to teach us about what you're doing uh down there in North Carolina and uh Absolutely. Can can you just leave us with uh contact information for our members to reach out to you?
1: Yes. So so our phone number is 919 397 2972 and anybody who is interested in courses would be contacting Paula Moore our website uh it's under construction now it's kind of up there but we're we're finalizing that in the next couple of weeks it's a brand new one it has everything on it that would be sculpturestudios.net and it would right. have our lap it would have our laboratory division. There's three there's three kind of doors you can go through. It would have our laboratory division, sculpture studios, it would have our education division sculpture academy, and it would have our product line sculpture line. And you just pick the door you'd like to go through.
0: The roll doors to the future, Lee. That that much I can I can attest to. Uh so again, thanks well, thank for spending so time with us today. This was a very robust and interesting discussion, and uh, and I really enjoyed it.
1: Same here. Look forward to our next one. Thank you, Wes.
0: Yes, sir.